0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjohnners.com.
1: hello everybody it's billy here from the swm podcast uh, yes it's just my face to start off with on this show uh, i'm recording this particular bit in the morning that's why the line's all weird uh for the video viewers just to give you a quick warning this episode i've got coming up with uh, rest Zone mc martin clunas uh we had a really fun chat really fun time however either a zoom issue internet issue audio issue i don't know uh, some of Martin's like audio kept cutting out, and I had no idea how to fix it uh, other than just just restarting the whole thing again on our day which could have done the exact same thing so I, I don't know what's happened with it but uh, I still want to put it out for you guys to hear because there's still some good stories in there uh, some of it you got to kind of fill in the blanks a little bit but I'm sure you'll still enjoy the show um, hopefully we'll get Martin back on in the future hey, who knows maybe next time I speak to Martin uh, for the podcast it'll be face to face and there'll be no uh, chances of any issues uh, like, like this uh, different audio thing but uh, thank you for continuing to listen to the SWN podcast. Um, I'm still enjoying doing it, so hopefully you're still enjoying listening to it as much as you can. But, yeah, I want to give you that pre-warning before the show starts, uh, that there's going to be a little bit of uh, audio issues. But uh, enjoy, enjoy it. You'll love it, I'm sure. Have a good one. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined this week. Uh, it seems to me I've got a little bit of a double... Um ring announcer special. I'm joined by the Master of Ceremony at WrestleZone. It's Martin Clunas.
0: Welcome to the show. Delighted to be here, Billy. Delighted to be here.
1: I'm very excited to have you on. And, and when I put out that you're you're coming on, my God, my mentions just uh took a hit that day. It was just <laughs> you have you seem to have a lot of stories that we're gonna possibly get into uh, <laughs> throughout yeah, this next I, we will.
0: I think some of the I think some of them were like a case of the guys like, okay, we'll get in some snark. Uh, and then we'll see what then we'll see what else we can get out of them. But um, I can I can sense some of them. Some people are trying to get me to bury people. I'm going to try my best to behave. Um, I've left my sho- I've left my shovel at work today, so you know we'll, we'll see where we can go. Well, I mean, I know we have the rule of swearing,
1: so I'll try and avoid it as much as possible. But your profile nope. does literally say you are an over-opinionated dick. So I mean, I'm sure we'll be able to get plenty, plenty of stuff in. Yeah, that
0: was um well that that was uh, that came from the short lift. Remember when everybody was on that curious cat thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, that came that came from there because when I do my football podcast podcast, the guy I do it with thinks it was a football thing. He was like, Oh, who said that to you? I never noticed that. Was that in one of the feedback things? Like, no, it was a wrestling thing. It's like somebody, anonymous, obviously, um, just fired in with that, saying, oh, you're an over-opinionated dickhead, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, yeah, you've really nailed me to the wall here. <laughs> it's like, I kind of am. So it's like, I don't know, if you want to insult me, fire away. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So,
1: curious, cat, Jesus, that was, a, that was a week that, that was exciting. That and was, then, then then just trolls appeared and just went, was oh, no. Just,
0: it was just poison. It was fun for like an hour and then it was it became just right, okay, let's create someone you, know, you can ask anonymously. So you didn't even have to create a new account, it just and it did it just descended into poison. Um, just people giving each other crap. It's like, oh my god, I c can't deal with this anymore. I'm getting rid of it.
1: So it's wrestling all over though. Something really good comes about. Well, this
0: is a bit of fun and then wrestling fans just come in and go, No. Yeah. No, you're it's not just, having fun. It, it started off basically just me, me and Denzel. Dennis Law just hitting each other with um, questions from Richard Herring's emergency questions book, which was fun because it was like, okay, we're just hitting each other back and forth with them, and it's all stupid questions. Like, um, I don't know if you watch Richard Herring stuff.
1: I know all, but, of, but I don't watch. A lot it's, of it's,
0: it. He does. He, he's wrote like th- written three books that are all about like emergency questions. So it's things like, um, you no, know, would you like to have an, a handmade a hand made out of ham or an armpit that dispenses sunpowder, sun cream? So it's all daft things like that, you know. Um, and of course it's like you know, we just messing with each other getting them back and then it was fun for an hour and then it became you know why are you such a overpaying dickhead no what about this tell me about this story oh and no you know this thing about someone so it's like right okay let's bury this person it's like just poison
1: yeah uh, anyway so we've, we've skewed off already but the first question is the same for everyone unfortunately uh, how did you get pro wrestling what was the bit what was the moment that got you hooked in
0: Got me hooked in. Um see, I'm old enough to remember World of Sport being on TV. Um, and I'm actually old enough that I actually saw Len wrestle in his first run. So before he t- before he retired, I remember being at the music hall. Um and you know, Len Ironside was wrestling because he was the, the Aberdeen wrestler. So that's what that's no, obviously mid mid-early mid-late eighties. Um so I was watching World of Sport and stuff like that. Uh, dad started recording. Well, it was called it was like itv would have you know late night tv on and they would have things like prisoner Cell Block h and tour of duty and they had wcw wrestling or ww it was nwa at the time as well so they got into that as well then people who had sky was like oh there's WWF stuff you know oh well, I was like, right okay and then so you start getting into that as well And then you just you're from that point on you're hooked um so i don't you know so that's why my my era of, of growing up watching wrestling. I, I still know I love, like, sort of 89 to 91. It's like, I will, I will, I will argue to the death that that's the best area of wrestling because everybody was identifiable, you know, totally you know, noticeable gimmicks, particularly the WWF stuff, um, obviously. But you had NW, NWA, WWE, which was brilliant because you had brilliant teams, which was what, what they did best. And obviously said Flair as well. Barry Windham, oh, Barry Windham was so good. Um, so yeah that's that was the my first kind of like growing up watching wrestling um seeing that and then you know just you kind of fall you fall in love with it um and then you cut ca- we, you know, we got we we got involved when was it so I kind of went drifted out of wrestling midnight late 90s and then got back into back into it when I was calling Scott Scotty Swift sorry um that's the first First, first shoot name one. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, got back into, back into watching it again, like, sorry, 2000, 2001. Uh, was, it co- was it College of Scott? That's where I met him. Um, and through him, I met William Sterling, Thunder, um, a few other guys, Andy Andrews. And it just became a thing where it's like, wow, no, back in, this, is, this is great, it's love it again. Um, and that was in, that was, I just hooked again. And you know, eventually, after a matter of time, WrestleZone became a thing. And you know, I still loved it. but I still loved it then. So it was like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get involved. I want to get involved. This is brilliant.
1: Um, so, so you're there for Len
0: Ironside. You're there for, of course, the infamous Mark Jones. And uh, <laughs> I don't do think he you- was. I don't think he was there. Um, I don't think he was there. That, but Len would definitely was. Len definitely wrestled. Um, which is why it was which is why it was a really nice thing that we got to you no, know, we got to do two matches with him. He got you was styled and all that. Got to see all the old posters and things when we hit when we're down at the town's house, we filmed that the video before the first the first anarchy he wrestled that for us. And it was really nice just to dug up all this so memorabilia and stuff and see that stuff's really cool. You know, I love all that kind of thing. You know, old posters and stuff like that which is really good. And that was just, yeah. it was like, sitting there it was like yeah, I've, I saw you, I've seen you wrestle And It was all oh, you can't have, you can't have. I'm like, no, I, I have. I remember it's like, he'd scaled back, he scaled it back by then because he was obviously moving into being a counsellor and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I definitely remember seeing him wrestle.
1: Um, just a name that popped up because of course, we, we've, between ourselves and the mosh pit, we've kind of done every angle of this, of this, of this, of this Abu match. Uh, that had Len in it. Uh, and you, you've got the kind of the last piece here. Is is it Monty Swan? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're the last piece of this puzzle because I know who did the <laughs> catering now. I know who... I know there was, there was knives and boots. <laughs> was yeah, well, walkouts. I, and, but I, you're, yeah. you're the guy who let the guy backstage.
0: Yeah, I I, I listened to the one you did, um, the, uh, the one mosh pit that um, Aspen was on. And I didn't think they were ever going to share the knife in the book story. Um, I was surprised that got out. I was like, oh, hey, okay, right, we're sharing it. But, yeah, no, this, this old man, you know, obviously, the day, ha- the day had happened, everybody was backstage. And this, um, we'd obviously met Marty and all this. They were preparing the lunch. So he turns, up, he turns up and he has this really nice book. You know, he'd obviously got it made himself, but it looked like a school yearbook. And he's like, oh, hi, I'm Monty Swan. How are you doing? He's like, oh, Martin, nice to meet you. He goes, I used to be a wrestler back in the day. Would you like to see this? No, I, I know Len and I know Marty. All right, okay, yes, yeah, it's cool. And he had these pictures and it was like, that's me, that's me. That, no, okay, this is, and there was a couple, I think there was a couple of posters in there as well where he had, you know, this is a poster, look, there's my name there. I'm like, all right, okay. And, and I'm, no, I'm not going to lie, I was, imp- I was impressed. Because it's like, all right, okay. Oh, if you're on posters... So I don't really know um, if they were they weren't well they obviously weren't weren't good friends because Len wasn't sure who sure who he was he's like I think I remember the name but I'm not 100 sure but he's like but he said to me would, would you mind if I go backstage and meet you know say hello to Marty and Len that's like well I felt like I can't really say no you know so if if you if you are and were one of the boys you know it would be <laughs> thing. it would be like no obviously like Midas is retired now. It'd be like Midas turning up at a show and us saying no you can't go backstage and say hello to the guys of course we would let him backstage so I just assumed he was a, a good friend of theirs uh, just, so then basically it was like all oh, right okay hiya how are you doing nice to see you again and did all the nice stuff And then I just left them to it and it wasn't till after the show I suppose speaking to Len I was like oh how was the match blah, blah blah he goes he goes oh did how was the guy Monty he went, oh, I'll be honest I don't really remember him <laughs> it's like oh my god <laughs> It was like but I let him backstage because I thought he was your pal, and he's like, Ben was. To be fair to him, was just like, no, I was just being. I was nice to him, but I don't remember him. His book was nice, um, and it wasn't until it wasn't until I listened to the mosh bit that I didn't know that Marty was a bit of a a bit a bit off with him. So
1: yeah, that's that's the last piece of this this whole puzzle of of uh, the Marty Jones story. So I think we can really put that to rest.
0: It was it was a it was a brilliant day. I mean, you know, just you know. You think this this really nice guy, this legendary guy is gonna turn up and you know, let's just say he was yeah, the whole thing about obviously and simply the best, haven't it was it was actually um Brian Starr that I had to say to him, No, you're not getting simply the best. Not happening in Aberdeen. And then oh right, okay, goes on. But then when I came back to him at half time and it's like, right, we're gonna do your intro, blah, blah, blah oh, I'm coming out first. All right, okay, Okay. yeah, sure. He's like, right now, I want you to say this. And he gave me a huge spiel of things he wanted me to say about him. So like, trained this part. You know, basically, every, any, any British wrestler who made it to America, he's trained. Um, former tag team partner of Andre the Giant, you know, super former world middleweight champion, blah, 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 blah all this kind of stuff. Worked in Japan. I said, I'm like, and it, it was it was quite a spiel he gave me. And I'm, so I had, I had to write it down. So, so I then was like, Right, going through it, because I like, I'm never remembering all this. You know, I can do, I'm pretty good at, you know, I can do like a four-way or a tag match and remember the names and everything and fine, okay, but if you're going to give me a good paragraph of achievements, it's not happening, Marty, I'm sorry, so I'm going to have to write this down. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, yeah, my yeah. right,
1: thing done. So we'll go back to right to the start then, first night, uh, was, it, was it an I remembering rightly that you started on uh, Right years
0: Yeah, like that. the Aberdeen Armachay two, two, which was How the was one that? at Harlaw. Yeah, Harlaw, Harlaw Academy. I was absolutely nerve wracking. Just I was, yeah, crapping myself because I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, no, I probably still don't a wee bit, but um, just uh, Scotty and William des- they decided they wanted me doing it. They'd they'd pretty much done all the work for that one that show. It was going to be. Jay Hazard and Johnny Lyons in the main event but the Aberdeen guys had done all the kind of promotion and stuff for it and so they said we've got this guy we want him to be the ring announcer which was awesome for them asking me to do show in one in Aberdeen the previous Aberdeen Anarchy so I'd seen some of the guys and I kind of half knew who they were but then of course it's getting to meet all the guys and just like the uh, being been around it um, and then having to try to remember all these names and I can take in notes as well um, but thankfully um, Richard gave me like a bunch of cue cards and things and that, everything to do, so he could he took care of it for me um, and it was, but I was still absolutely nervous as anything just, I was absolutely terrified So I mean,
1: you said you, you, you'd seen one beforehand, where you kind of when you're brought in, you're just like oh, I'll help her as much as I can I'm in wrestling though, so just I'll yeah. do anything else
0: I um, I'd said to them I'd said to them, i would no interest. We went along to the first one and, you no, know, just me and my pal just paid to get in. Um, just to, you know, said hello to the guys after and that. But it was just a case of like, yeah, well, come I'll come and do, what, do whatever you want. I mean, after that, I went down to some of the shows down the road, went to one in Dunfermline and just, just helped out because it was like, this is cool, I quite enjoy this. No, you know, being around my pals, um, getting to meet some new people and, it was a good. It was a good. It was a good laugh. So it was. It was kind of fun to be around. It anyway. So even if I wasn't going to be the ring announcer, I would have still stuck around.
1: And so uh, yeah, when, when you first started, because of course there's a whole different roster then, pretty much bar your usuals, your Sterling Oil, your Scotty. That's probably about it. It was still Thunder. that was still about. Uh, there's about nowadays, uh, probably a sister or two, most likely Malice. Yeah. Um, So when you when you first started, then of course you said you took notes. You had notes written up. How long before you felt comfortable? You were like, I've got this. I don't need any notes. I'm just gonna just gonna wing it.
0: After it was after a couple of shows because what I used to do was I had a book, and so I would you'd hardly get handed the card before it, and all I would do was I would just just like you would do when you're studying. I would just basically take the take the card, write it in write it in the the page of my A4 book. no, not really changing anything because obviously the, the card is the card comes out. I just write it out and by doing that we do. So before I, was, I did it before I didn't need the cards. I don't think I had I can't think what the second, the second show. I can't think what the second show was I was in. I can't find The book's long lost unfortunately. But yeah, I mean I maybe had it for the second one and I did it for some maybe one or two other ones where it was sort of not our guys. Um, but for the most part it was like right okay I'm fine with this now. Got and I just confidence kind of takes over a wee bit.
1: And uh, they would of course you did the shows from that point onwards. And the crowds were I'm assuming because the first show I saw was, was the first Aburi Anarchy. So it's it's a bit of like a, a different ball game, but like it would have been a, a couple hundred, maybe two max uh coming to shows. And then you get Abrayanarchy, uh twenty thirteen, which I think would have been the I don't know sixth one, seventh one, I don't know, at this point. But, uh, yeah, so you've gone from, how do you find the difference between announcing in an Northern hotel where you can see every face to then going into the beach ballroom where you can maybe see the first two rows, but you can hear a bigger atmosphere? Uh, I mean, you said you're nervous when you did your first show. Is that kind of like, oh, my God, I better not screw this up in front of a thousand people kind of thing?
0: There is that. I I mean, because um, there, there was just so many people there, I think you, you didn't have time to be nervous because it was such a... Because str- obviously I'm in charge of that as well. So I like the staffing and all that kind of thing. So that was taken away, but you still didn't have time to be nervous. It just it, suddenly it turned around. It was like, I think we opened at six. Next thing I knew, it was like, we were, we're building the ring. Bit of a, bit, no, did the, did the sign in in the afternoon and then... Sat down to have a sandwich, and next thing I know, bang! Oh, it's it's time it's time for the doors to open. All right, okay, better get these people in. So then there was a me, Mister P, Lewis, and a bunch of their staff. Then like trying to get more chairs, and they were like, "Right, we need to get more chairs from upstairs and take them down here and fill in this space and that space." So you just didn't have time to really think about it. And it wasn't till like we'd done the I think we did the VIP match, which was fine because that was again only in. Main show and it was behind the curtain and I can't remember I think I can't remember who I was standing with. I think it might have been Dennis. And we're just standing behind the curtain and then obviously the music kicks in and it's really loud, like louder than we've ever had it because you know, the ballroom PA is is mental. It's you no, know, proper bands play there. You know, like big big metal rock bands play there, and it starts pumping out and them and that was the moment when I went, oh Jesus, this is really big. <laughs> and you, then you you come, it came out of the curtain and saw all the people. and It was just like, oh no. This is this is going to be this is this could be bad. It's like right, I need to be switched on. I need to be. I need to be. You no. Know. So you got the hellos and all that kind of stuff. Um, just get in the ring. But the the, the thing was, rather than nerves, it was just I got in the ring and I was just a bit emotional. I, was, I think I've told you before that you get in the ring and it was just like all the hard work that we put in was sort of there. And there's me, the first one out there. Kind of, you know, they will be like kind of hello, everybody, welcome to Aberdeen, America. And it was like a, it was quite emotional because. All the effort had gone on, all the kind of meetings and late nights and the worrying about flights and who we're going to book and who we're going to get this for, all that kind of stuff. And suddenly there was like, you know, a thousand and whatever people were at the first one. It was just, it was unbelievable.
1: And of course you got to meet probably one of your heroes then, because if you're around about 89-ish time, that would have been, would be Hacksaw. Jim Duggan would have been there. Uh, Uncle Jim, as he seems oh. to be affectionately known. Oh, yeah. uh, the rest of a the the sweetheart.
0: Them- what a so, sweetheart he was.
1: So when you found out that I mean I don't know how much you were involved in trying to to get him over, but when you found out that he was coming, was there a bit of like, was there a bit of the child in you, just butterflies going, oh my god, this is actually happening? Yeah. Actual Jim Duggan.
0: Yeah, so like the, the the punter in you, you can't help but the punter in you come out and just be like, it's a guy from TV. It's the guy with the it's the guy with the wood and the flag. It's Jim Duggan. We're going, we're actually going to book Jim Duggan, and then. I, like when he when he just he, he walks into the building and he's just the nicest again one of the nicest guys in the world just, uh, the best like it would be. just like people say oh, never meet your heroes and things like that well you know that can they can get there wrong because if you meet meet your heroes some of them are absolutely totally sound and he was just so so lovely
1: I know, that was i mean that whole show was the reason I kept coming back so often And the first. And, and now I would say I'd be coming back when the first show was there, but I'm away. So that was, <laughs> I still still, it's only, it's still quite raw for me to use. <laughs> <the news. laughs> Saturday was announced and today's Tuesday. And I'm just like, I can't believe, can't believe that was the day. Had to be that day. Uh, but yeah, so, Jim Duggan, Billy Gunn, and then after that, of course, the guests keep coming through and it's it's it must be quite cool. Like you say, the the punter in you gets excited about seeing Jim Duggan because he's cause he's amazing. But must be cool just standing there and just announcing guys like Jim Duggan, like X Pac, like Rikishi, all these kind of people. It is is it is that part of the job? It's just like this is surreal. Why how am I doing this in front of however many people?
0: Yeah lastly well, like you know um there's you think of like uh, Ex-P- Expat, Rikishi, Scotty, too hoty all these guys have worked like wrestlemanias so they've done show they've you no know, for like Devo and D- 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 Dudley obviously as well he's done he did like I can't understand what, what- give it- give you the effort um, and it is it's a- it's really really good like you know okay I'm only you know I'm not wrestling against them I'm only getting to say their names, but you know, I'm introducing myself they're really nice because once they're on the ring announcer i'll be it, you know, you ask them obviously what do you prefer is there anything you want me to say you know do you just want you know the usual kind of stuff and they're all they're all usually quite fine um with it but it is weird though know, just like though know, especially like the first one obviously hacksaw you know i i I'll, i said it that before and i'll say it again the building was shaken when when we announced them it's it like oh it's loud it's like the music's loud but these people are loud as well because no, this is no. At that point, WWE hadn't been over in, up in Aberdeen for for a good six years, seven years, I think. Uh, whenever it was that, well, whatever it was that it was Drew, Drew, Drew was up, um, and he did the, I, did the two shows. I and think it was two thousand ten was the last one because I yeah. missed
1: it. It was the last because I went to each year from two thousand six, but then missed yeah. the last
0: year. They went, and they, it was like the second. We went to the. I didn't go to both nights. We went the second night. And the second night was really poorly attended. You no, know, room that night. WWE had at the at the ACC that then. So that was a big thing for us as well. So I guess it's really cool, and people want to see people want to see Billy Gunn. They want to see or Jim Duggan. Under no illusions that that's what they were coming for, but we we obviously had the the surroundings as well to get more people to come back, um, and come and see WrestleZone as well. But it was it was really it was crazy. It's crazy saying like you no, know, just introducing these people because. You know, there's now no guys who are now Hall of Famers. Most a lot of them are in the Hall of Fame, which is mental. It's like, oh, they've been at our just our little show, our little show we put on, you know, at the ballroom in Aberdeen. That's mental.
1: And I, I, I love that WrestleZone also take these guys. They don't just like they do their show and that's it. you have them a couple of days beforehand, you do all the radio stuff. You do it's like it's really it's just great marketing. And you don't get that with a lot of companies at all. They just kind of, the, the person turns up on the day, maybe does a meet and greet, has their match, meet and greet afterwards, and that's it. That's, that's it all over.
0: Yeah. Me, 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 media day is awesome. Like, I love doing media day. Like, you go to, obviously, we take him to North Sound, you take him to, what's the other one, original. Um, and then if there's any of the kind of, the, the press people want to kind of come down and have a wee chat with him, um, they can do that as well. Um, and then we just kind of take them around and just show them Aberdeen because they're here anyway. It's good to just kind of get them, get them out and about and get this kind of, rather than flying on, here you go, there's a bunch of people and some stuff. And then, okay, do you want to go for a sleep now? Okay, go for a sleep, have your match and then just see you later, off you go. Just you try and, I suppose it's, I suppose it's, you know, it's just try to treat, treat them right and treat them nice. If you treat them nicely, and look after them, they're going to give you more back. I think, it's, I don't think that's just common sense,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's, it's, almost, it's almost a weird thrill to see them doing so, so of like mundane things. I suppose you're gonna be sitting there going, like again, yeah, I'll just use hacksaw as, a, as an example again. Um, just sit there going, there's Jim Duggan just next to me having a sandwich, that's amazing. Uh, oh he's just having a sip of iron brew that's amazing <laughs> everything that day is just like the best day ever like, it's like a dog <laughs>
0: like it's like... <laughs> when we had um, when we had, uh, Scotty and X over and it was when Scotty was he, was he was he was training to be a firefighter so we took him to the firehouse and um, just um, just off of King Street in Aberdeen and X back, X back obviously no up front and rolls, rolls along as well just like all oh, right okay blah blah and and we're just capering about and I was having getting get some photos and stuff and of course it would be X Pac says, Oh, can I slide down the pole? And they're like, Well, we're not really meant to let people do that. It was like and I and I'm thinking, oh, I want to go I want to go as well. We're not gonna get to do it. And he, and X Pac could have I... I know what I'm doing. We won't tell anybody we'll let you do it. But you know what we'll, what we'll do is we'll take you upstairs and show you where the top of the pole is. He's like, right, okay, then no problem. And of course, then he just and there's Xbox just sliding down the pole in the firehouse. It's like, oh my god, I wish we'd filmed this. <laughs> he's like, Geronimo, fire. Down he comes. And he's like, just like gets off and he's like got the biggest, cheesiest grin on his face. He's like, I've always wanted to do that, man. It's like, ah oh, man. It's like he was like a little kid. <laughs>
1: That's the, that's the best thing. Uh, right, we'll just jump to the questions just while Zoom tries to still correct itself uh, because there's so many. Like I so said, we, we got loads in. Uh, like, uh, We'll we'll leave stuff like announce tables for later on because, again, that's, that's another pop- popular topic. Popular topic. Uh, so we'll just start with Caleb Valhalla. We'll just dive straight in with the, with the biggest one, which is... Uh, how are we going to reword this for the PG... Uh, hug, marry, kill. Uh, Alan Sterling Gimmicks.
0: Uh, right, let's see. Okay, um, hug, hug. I would go for a mixed martial Allen because I think because he, he was never any good at mixed martial arts, so he'd be good for a cuddle. So I think, yeah, we'll go we'll go that, yeah, hug, hug, mixed martial Allen, marry Captain Allen, because Captain Allen's just the best. It's like. Alan's great anyway. I love him a bit, and um, so you yeah, are in there, um, and probably kill kill Lord Alan because you know that 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 cape would just that cape would just get in the way.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't want to know what gets in the way of, but just okay. Just yeah. <laughs> in general, um, yeah. There's seem a lot of love for for Lord, and the last few times I've asked, it always seems to be. Mixed Marshall or or uh, Captain Allen that gets the
0: is, love If you think of it, that's how good he is, right? That something that was as funny and brilliant as Lord Allen, right, is, is only the third best gimmick he's ever done. If you think of think how good that how good that is. That Newton I was at was it Newton Hill or was it, Summerhill? it was one of the two and he had obviously had the hat on and he was he started started the match. And he went up and he went up and did the to do it as like a scent on or was in the middle or something. And he got slammed off or something like that. And he, the hat stayed on. And it's like it's not a strap; it's just this stupid hat that just stuck to his head. It's like oh, I mean, so funny. What a, just what a guy?
1: Have you got your own
0: uh, Alan Sterling face t-shirt in, in the cupboard? Just I have not. If I had one, I would have worn it. I would have genuinely worn it if I'd had one. I, I need to get one because um, unfortunately, I think only him and Caleb have got them.
1: Uh, that, that needs to go in the wrestlers own shop as soon as possible. That's just that's, that's money. Just waiting, just waiting to be to be made uh for Captain Allen. But but no, it's yeah, he's just one of those guys. I just wish either he's just happy doing what he's doing or nobody else has noticed, but he's just a guy that should be everywhere.
0: Yeah. But I think it's he's he's one of these guys where it's like you know, he doesn't mind doesn't mind looking daft. You no, know, it doesn't bother him, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like you, you've spoken to you know, hundreds of people involved in Scottish wrestling, right? So, you know, there's there's guys that you'll have interviewed who probably are quite protective, don't want to look, don't want to look stupid, don't want to be like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Whereas he's one of these guys who just don't mind if people laugh at me, quite enjoy it. You know, instead of, you know, I'd rather, I guess, <laughs> I mean, we always used to joke, like, um, you would joke about bringing in these people who are like the strong style people and all that, like Davy Richards. That would do the tombstone, tombstone suplex, pile driver, blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. And then Alan would say, to him, what do you do?" "Oh, um, I have a hat." You know, he would just, <laughs> he just, he just does, doesn't care. It's no, he'd rather, he'd rather do that kind of stuff and entertain people and get laughs, than just you no, know, just absolutely murder himself. Which I guess, is like, no, quite admirable, really. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what
1: wrestling is. I, I don't. I mean, I, I enjoy gift wrestling, like a lot of people. But yeah. give give me something that I can like enjoy as a story and laugh at, and that's just that's better for me. I, I mean, I grew up when I started watching. It, it was actually there, two thousand and one onwards. My my time. I loved Invasion. I don't care what anyone else says, but uh, I like stories. So if if you give me a a, a flippy flip out thing, I'll enjoy it. But if the next match is two goons just um like avoiding punching each other for 10 minutes because they're too scared to I'll I'll probably love that more. Yeah. Because it'll be funnier for me just to yeah. watch. But um yeah so Alan Sterling is the best.
0: That's pretty much the the roundup of all the stories that I've had from Alan so far <laughs> about Alan. It's like it's just everybody It's everybody loves him. That's a thing. So uh you know, as much as like People go, oh, he's a bit of a wind-up merchant, blah blah blah. This kind of stuff. It's like everybody loves him to bits because he's just so funny.
1: That might lead perfectly onto our Blue Thunder question. He's put favorite corpsing moment,
0: um, which was Caleb. No, it was uh, it was Vago against uh, Captain Allen, and um, Caleb was there. Yeah, Caleb was there as well. And obviously, they did the match. That was based there and it was right before obviously covid had shut everything down um and they were just they were just capering really it was just it was it was fun they were having a having a laugh with it and of course and no he broke he broke Vago, which then broke mikey which then broke malice which then broke me and the thing is i was a lucky with the way we'd set it up in the academy and the curtain in the other door I could just go in the curtain and people see me so I go out with the curtain I'm just like holding myself just but I'm watching this and I can see Mikey like this trying not to laugh and then he puts himself in the corner and eventually he just gives up and he just has to laugh but everybody in the crowd was laughing because he just just was doing like stupid stuff it was just so funny and it's just daft little things. You know, it's just oh, I can't remember what it was he did. Um, there was one of the ones that in Newton Hill where he did it as well. Where he's like he made he made Caleb pick him up. I think it was Alan against Damien. Yeah. And he made Caleb pick him up and he was gonna go uh, run run me into him. And it's like I'm going to be like a boat or something. And he started him up come on as caleb's running with him and of course it's like we're, again we're all just like gone because just he's it, such he's such a fool but he's so good so good with it every every time he wrestles it is it's a sell out of the curtain it really is we've got the monitor backstage and everybody's watching because they know fine and the amount of times where i'll usually sit, i'll usually set myself up near the curtain so I can, if i need to knit backstage for like i'm getting a message to anybody I Can just quickly nick through, and there's so many times that I'll be sitting there and I, and I and I, I'll, you'll do something, so you'll do something, I'll pop and I'll be like, They're trying show themselves as well. Um, so it's also we'll, we'll get to
1: uh, rest of thunder's questions later because they're a bit more uh, in depth, other things, but <laughs> I did notice, yeah. So we'll, we'll come back to that one. Uh, right, we'll just dive straight into Scott's, or uh, well, Scotty Swift's, as we know, his is name. Uh, stories about Power Slam wrestling, please. Was uh, see, um, see how much we can get from that.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, there's, there's plenty. I mean, Jason, Jason Rotanda's Power Slam wrestling, which I don't know, you probably, Jason Rotanda was probably a little bit before your time. You mean
1: former ECW wrestler Jason Rotanda, as he advertised himself in McDuff? on a sign,
0: across from the petrol station. And, former, um, former appearance, former appearance on Trisha's, the Trisha show as well, he was on. Well, you've ever seen that before, no?
1: No, I have not. I, I do know on, that he, he also worked as a bin man, with my dad.
0: It was on, it was on <laughs> YouTube, but it's been taken, it's been taken off YouTube, um, it was one of these things where, um, he was like an American wrestler, and his, his partner, was, um, was worried that she would, he would leave her for a, you know, a younger woman or something. And so it was about getting her to be all kind of, what's the word, um, building up her confidence. So they got like the ITV karate guy. I you know, there was that, there was like a kind of guy I'm going to stay with her forever. I know she's my wife, blah, 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 blah. But he was in his gear. So he was in the leather jacket and had his US flag and the US headband and stuff. And he was soaked, soaked his hair. It was amazing, uh, but yeah, that was that was Jason Rotanda on Trisha. But yeah, he was obviously ru- he ran Power Slam Wrestling, which started up, and they did shows in. <clears throat> no, let me think. Did McDuff? Were you the one? Were you at the one at McDuff then? No, no, I just
1: I, I used to live in Newport, Sligo, so I would drive. Okay. I worked in Elgin, so I drove through it and I saw the uh-huh. sign for trained with former ECW star Jason Rotanda.
0: Yeah, there was he did he did McDuff. Law, 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 the pun. We were quite new. To, we were quite new to. I mean, WrestleZone. We only had control of WrestleZone for maybe a couple of years at a time, and he was. Work, he'd been done shows for WrestleZone, um, and he was a nice. He was a nice guy. Just one of these guys that takes it, took, took himself like pretty seriously, whereas we took it, we we took it as a no. We saw it as a bit of a laugh, you know, a bit of a jo- bit of a jolly boys outing, really. So some of the shows there was, um, like myself, Scotty, Damien, uh, maybe a Sisto um there was like Brian Starr who was either who was maybe usually refereeing on them but then we just play around like it, this isn't remotely funny to anybody other than me and Scotty right but so we just we would caper with introductions so one of the times that um I think it was at Forest I just introduced him as um ladies and gentlemen he's simply red he's Scotty Swift and I, I knew you find it would get a pop out of Scott Scotty but again but it's not, it's not remotely funny to anybody else, but it was just right, we're gonna have a laugh, we're gonna have a good time with ourselves. Um, but it was just it was just a it was just a, it was a good laugh. Um, some of the shows were really awkward when um, Damien wrestled Cameron Craze, because he brought up these guys from England. Damien was wrestling this guy Cam Craze. It was in Forest. And I assume you know the heart song alone. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And it's got a forty five second intro. Well, there's this, the ring was up on the stage in Forest Town Hall, which was a high stage as well. And they're introducing first Damien, and he's in, being, the, being the bad guy, you snarling, giving, giving the crowd a hard time and this and that. And then and introducing his opponent, and, it's like, and then Alone starts with like, it's like a nice little piano intro. And Damien's waiting in the ring off at the side of the stage i didn't get in the ring to do the introduction i stood at the front of the stage and then the ladies and gentlemen blah blah blah. and David's is there and of course he starts he starts like prowling the ring and it's like he comes over to me he goes is he good is he is he ever coming i'm like just a second just a second just a second and then eventually it was we we started laughing because it was so funny that he just he sold he had to sell it it was just he was laughing as well because like where is he? Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> and eventually, tonight, oh, he's gone by. And out he comes, like, yay! And everybody's cheering away. And it was just like, this is so good that you've been done by him. But yeah, we did there. That was forest There was random ones we did. Um, Crusher Crabe was, I think it was the one in Cullen we did. No, it wasn't. It was the one in Macduff, where if you've been in Macduff Town Hall, that is a big set of stairs. Um, and carry it was carrying the old ring post up those stairs was an absolute was torture as well, and we get we get the show up and Crusher Crusher was on it, and it was Nathan Cruz who was they end up being obviously they did the big um, Survivor see- they, they would either do a Royal Rumble at the end, or they would do a Survivor Series match at the end, and of course Jason Retanda with the good, good guy team and he gets to the thing and does the promo and he sort of goes I'm here with, no, I'm Nathan Cruz blah 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 I'm here with my friends and he goes like oh whatever Prince I and mean, Damien and he couldn't remember Crusher's name so he just looked at him looked at his gear and obviously says Crush on the front of the t-shirt says Crush. and he goes and my friend Mr Crush and of course he can't no of course that's, I'm just like we're killing ourselves again that's just we're gone totally done and at that point at that time Crusher's like Crusher's like He's a sweetheart, really. But at that time, he took it. He was like, he took himself quite seriously, and he was like, Mister Crusher. So after that, of course, we're like, all right, Mister Crusher. (laughs) But Power Slam Wrestling was just, it was just like the guy. He started up. We weren't doing shows up north at the time, so we weren't touching any of those towns. And he decided he was wanting to be, he was wanting to do some shows, and he hired the ring from us anyway. And so it was, it was a good laugh. I mean, there was no getting away from that. We had a good time, but. yeah, he's a very serious gentleman. Is is all Jason Rotanda?
1: Speaking speaking of having a laugh, um, well, like I said, I did the Mosh Pit last night, and uh, Vago asked me to ask you about well, about uh, the time you end up in the Caird Hall. So, <laughs> of course, it's very well known that uh, SWE is not your favorite promotion in the world, and you ended up at Hell for Lycra one year, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who may have been you ended up yeah. at Hell for <laughs> I wasn't there. I wasn't there.
0: I believe Chris Archer was there and I believe um young Jack who was used to be one of our referees was there and there was some guy. Um some guy in a beard and a, a beard and a fake nose and a pair of glasses was there. Um wearing a wrestle zone t shirt. Um but yeah, no. Oh yeah, okay, it was me, yeah. Um, we we thought we'd go for a we we go for a laugh, um, just to you know it was we <laughs> yeah, would we, lie about it and see how see what the show was like. And in fairness, China was on the show and was like, "Oh, let's see China, see what she does." And um, so yeah, I, I said for a laugh, I "So oh, I'm going to get a disguise." So I went to Party Mini in Aberdeen, um, had you know, got those that thing with it, you know the the, the Groucho Marx Marks thing. Yeah. Got the grouch remarks thing. Took the moustache off it and just bought a really bad fake beard. And I'd said, "It goes, yeah, but I'm going to wear my wrestlers t-shirt, so it's going to be obvious who I am. It'll just be you no. Know, if like any of the boy, the guys see me, they'll know. They'll know me. Like they'll Braveheart enough. They, they've met me plenty of times before. They would know who I am. So I was just wondering. So I was just we we're, weren't making like a show of ourselves. So just like that. And then um, I did. Bump, I bumped into Braveheart in the went to the bar, and I bumped into Braveheart in the hallway. And he just and he stopped and he looked. looked I went, uh-huh. Like, I and just off I continued on my way with my pints. And it was just I was just, it was again unnecessary, but it was just funny just to go, just to be like, oh well, I'm gonna go in a going to go in a disguise, but it's gonna be such a bad disguise that it'll be obvious it's somebody in disguise. Because <laughs> I'm an absolute because I'm an absolute child. <laughs> <laughs> With, with
1: with that story, I'm going to we're going to take a little break for one. Just I'm going to try and uh, go on my other computer to see if it actually kicks in because it's still dipping in and out so much that um, I'm I'm very aware that people will be listening. Going, I'm only getting half stories yeah. here, so um, I'm going to stop recording for a minute. Okay, I'm going to send you another link and we'll we'll try it again through through my, my fancy computer instead. All right.
0: Also, I'll do will I'll shut down and do a restart as well then, just to see if it's maybe at my end.
1: Cool, that's right. Right, so Fred, Melissa, we're we'll back back in there a second for your timeline, I suppose. Welcome back to the SWM podcast. That was easy. Uh, we're we're back with Martin Clunis. Hopefully, either of our internet's work and we're, we'll we'll get the rest of of some epic stories. I'm sure <laughs> the show. So uh, I apologize to anyone that th- that thinks the sounds dipped because I've now just moved microphones. So. Uh, tough that's that's pretty much the, the be all end all that uh right okay so i'll just write down when we're restarting so i know from my own timeline so we're not going to keep you for hours on end um so we, we've covered some highlights of power slam wrestling with jason rotunda so that's that ticked off the the list um, we've also we've also revealed the mystery of SWE in disguise that's that's that ticked off um, and obviously, Alan Sterling is the best in the world. If, if we've got that right. Okay, so we're back in it. Um, Lewis has asked the story of Clunes, yeah, Clune the spear that made it to TV.
0: Oh yeah, the one with Aspen and Len. Um, yeah, well, obviously, it was a setup for the the ballroom show where Len and Aspen obviously had their match, they had their World of Sport rules match with um, obviously all the the fun that went on with that um and we just had a we just had the thing where obviously they were doing the promo for the match i'd spoken and said oh i'm gonna hit len um you know tell the security you need to get me you know obviously because you, you want to make it as realistic as possible um and so i said to aspen i was like right okay and, um do you want me to come in as well he goes well, yeah if you want yeah he goes, okay because what do we do then? He goes, Well, just no, do what the security guys do, just take, just tackle me. Like, are you sure? Yeah, okay, That's no, fine, okay. Of course, I was closer to the ring than the security guys were. And it wasn't till, so of course, he would do the thing where he, um, he calls Len a chicken or a coward, whatever it was. Um, Len says, Ah, matches on, okay. And then he obviously hits him with a forearm and decks Len. And of course, that's the cue for all of us to go, Right, get him, pile on him, get him out of there. But because I was so close to the ring here, because back then at the Northern, I would set myself up in the corner as opposed to up on the stage. So I'm right on the ring. And so I'm, I'm the first. I, I, I find as I'm getting through the ropes, I find myself, wait, I'm, I'm first here. Oh, no. I'm going to have to grab him. Okay. And so I, so I just I was like, I was just wondering about I think he dropped him I could just about like that and I was like, right, okay. And before I knew it, I just went, well, I'm just going to have to try and give him like, some sort of takedown or something. And it just looked like I'd speared him because all I did was basically grab him around the middle of the waist and just like try and throw him down and take, send, send him down. And of course, it's just it's natural, because like, he'd said to me, he goes, oh, just take me down, just take me down, it's fine. I'm a wrestler, I can handle it. I'm like, all right, okay. But there's me in my suit, just like wallet, getting him and taking him down. And of course, it became a thing after when it got onto STV News, and um, they showed it, and it was obviously on their website and stuff. Of course, it became it's the Clunas Spear. and there the were people from the work, there was people from um, the work there, and the video's still up on the wrestles on YouTube, and you can hear like just after I'd like taken them down, you can hear the last name Michelle that I worked with, just going, Martin, Martin, Martin. It's just like. And I didn't hear that at the time, obviously. It wasn't until we watched it back, I was like, oh, that's Michelle, all right, okay, cool, yeah. It's one of my work friends there to support me. That's nice to see. Um, and then, of course, it gets, on, it gets on STV News, and, of course, all the, all the, all the pals, everybody sees it, mum and dad are like, oh, it's like you got on the news again. And that was quite cool, wasn't it? It's, yeah, because I'm letting out in wrestling, and yeah, he is, yeah. I got it. Got the TV. Didn't make a fool of myself this time. are you proud of me, mum and dad?
1: I, I wasn't. I wasn't doing an interview next to a busy road this time. So it's
0: aye, yeah. No busy road. No sun shining in my face. No. I'm. I'm nice and prepared. I'm chilled out. It was cool. It was like yeah. It was good. It was good. I really. It was really enjoyed it. Of course, it was just you know. There's me in the suit. So I'm like, then I'm in the ring, and I'm like, all right, okay. I've got to try and like tuck myself back in in front of like. 200 people however many people were there at the time so I'm like right try to be like casual just like it's like yeah I should have thought of this better I should I got out, out the ring to get the mic rather than just being like uh excuse me ladies and gentlemen just try to be a bit more neat
1: <laughs> that's the thing I mean it seems to you, you've you I mean you're the ring announcer uh, and, and, uh, and as a job that could just be a case of you just ring announcer and that's it but it, you're also part of all these like moments. For example, of course, the match that we can't speak about, we'll forget about that one. But like uh, Damian, Richard, R. Russell, being an example, uh, which oh, is yeah. a match that I always bring up because I don't think there. I, I think there was maybe six moves in it, and it's probably one of the best matches I saw that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, everyone was on. You. You were. I was noticing you were like at, at rings and the apron, just like emoting. And doing all parts of it, was there a bit that you you, gra- you grabbed
0: the Rego Rumble trophy? Hit, yeah, he was going to hit him with the trophy. The trophy was sitting in the corner, and he was like, obviously, kind of coming over to get the trophy. And it was a, okay, it was like, well, we're not allowing, we're not allowing this, you know. Um, management obviously can't get involved; they can't do that. But well, I'm not management. I only say people's names. I'm fine. So I, I, so I came over and like take the take the. The trophy away from them which like, sets up the next part which I don't like I suppose I could say I don't tend to get involved very often but and I, don't, and I don't think I do but it's like when it calls for it there's these moments where it's like there goes it'll be you know it'll be good if you do this so and again the the thing th- the thing with Len the thing with Len in Aspen was really it was just because I was quicker than everybody else otherwise it would have been it would have been Lewis or it would have been somebody else flattening him um, and it just happened. That it was me. Obviously, the thing with the trophy was it works better because you're the ring announcer. So you've obviously got, you know, you've obviously you know Sterling Oil have been have been a dick to you for so long because you know Richard R. Russell is is like that with everybody. So it would make sense if you were a bit, um, you know, you you wanted obviously Damien to be to be the winner. I was like, right, okay, cool, we do that. Um, so occasionally when it calls for it, it's like it's kind of cool to be involved in these little bits just to be just to be like, no. And I have no, like again, no interest in ever being an actual wrestler, but it's cool just to kind of occasionally get involved and be like, yeah, I, I got to do something there. I'm, yeah, people, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I mean, and, and, when
1: it, and like you're saying, it, it, it doesn't happen often, and that's what makes the, the moment a bit more special. Then it's like, oh my God, even even uh, Martin's getting involved. And in, in that. Like when,
0: when Crusher, obviously, when Crusher flattened me at the ballroom that year when it was Crusher versus Scotty, um, you know nobody nobody expected that nobody saw that coming because nobody ever puts their hands on mark nobody's ever put their hands on me so when they do the thing where they get outside you know scotty moves and he just comes and he just freight trains me and knocks me flying which which didn't didn't hurt at the time and i thought oh that's no bad see the next day it generally felt like i been hit by a truck (laughs) i woke up and the whole front of my body was like oh because it was just a case of just stand there and put your, stand there, and make sure your arms are like this, and I'll and I'll take care of the rest. And in fairness, to crusher he did take care of the rest because he just went through like an absolute steamroller.
1: <laughs> was was that I uh, was at the twenty? Uh, was it fifteen or something like that when? Unfortunately, it was, the one that he, it, was, yeah. it was the one that he got hurt. Which so yeah, so um, you're sitting there afterwards, the next day, going, "Oh, that actually hurt," and then you think, yeah. "I can't really complain about this." This I is.
0: i could i could only say to my missus it's like oh i'm kind of sore and she's like yeah um he's um he's in the hospital with like a broken hip though i'm like yeah no that's why i can't really say anybody oh my little chest it hurts i've got a wee wee boo-boo on my chest but it's okay i'll be fine there's this guy sitting in in hospital you know like you're going to be on crutches for however long it's like yeah i'm just going to just be quiet i'm not going to say anything
1: um, so speaking of, of bits that you've been part of, uh, of course we will bring up the tables now because oh, you're Adam. Uh, oh Adam! <laughs> uh, I, I, like, we won't mention it a lot because I've, I've now discussed it at length with, uh, with Aspen and Dennis. So we've, <laughs> and we've covered all angles. Uh, and, and, and also uh, Mickey who, who was very happy to, to <laughs> proclaim that he scanned the, the balcony for me specifically to find me. Yep. To, to just uh, flick me the V's afterwards after it
0: happened.
1: <laughs> I, I was when, when you heard that was going to be the finish of the match. Was there about going? This is genius, or was it like, well, I don't know if people will like it, or what was your
0: kind of. It was a little part. It was a little of both because they, you know, they said it was going to be. A, they're going to obviously break your. They're going to come through your table. Um, you know, you're going to have a discussion with the referee, and then they're going to say it's at an official table. And it was like, and I, I immediately I was like, that's awesome. That's. That's really good. That's really clever. It's like, you no, know, because I suppose the I the, the thinking behind it was, well, it's not a table that's been set up, you know, to be a a table in the match. So therefore it's not it's not an official table. Um, in the way that I don't know, have you ever have like when have they ever put somebody through a Spanish announce table when it's been like a a tables match in WWE and that's accounted a I'm aware so, of.
1: So you, 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 you may know, have so, pressed. You know, it's
0: usually. So, yeah, so I think it was, I think that was kind of the idea behind it because I was there. And I think at the time it was, it was Thea sitting next to me. I think it was little, yeah, little Thea was sitting, that'd be, my, my bell ringer. And so she, I think she, it was her that was there. And it was just, I was just genius. I love this. Was, this is going to be, this is going to be brilliant. And then it was, of course, had to then be aware of, maybe we come, Right. Okay. When's he coming? When's he coming? trying not to be sitting at the table because I don't want to get flattened as well. Um, but then I did think about it. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to get heat. Because the people are going to be like, that dick of a ring announcer, what's he? It's like, well, wait a minute. And, you know, and as I've said to you a couple of times already, look, Billy, I only say people's names. You know, I'm only the ring announcer. So really, the, the heat comes from the referees. So you know, I, only, I, I only repeated what I was told to say uh, by the referees, and it's all the heat goes on to them.
1: I think you did mention uh, specifically when you, when you did make the announcement. Uh, referee, it's like no, it's his fault.
0: I'm just saying it. Yeah, but no, that that was a very tent, tense. Uh, I, I do even. that. I do that very. I do that very occasionally, just to give like to like have a bit of fun with, with Mikey and Dennis, just to be like. Uh, WrestleZone head official Dennis Law has informed me. Rather than just me saying it, it's like, oh, is, is that him choosing? I'm like, is that rigging out, so boy, deciding for himself? That's never very fair. I was like, no, the guy in the black and white. He's told me, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I only really need information for you.
1: I know. I'll, I'll, I'm going to lay the subject to rest now with, with this conversation because, if, well, I can't unless I get Archer on. But I'd, 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 he's got that many stories. I'm sure of, of him winging himself through ridiculous things that i don't need to mention this yeah. one in particular and the, but... thing,
0: the thing is the thing is it was like dude okay you know there was like people disappointed. you were disappointed adam was disappointed kyle was disappointed there's a few others a few others like oh kings of cash didn't win but eventually you got what you wanted you know, mark was the same as well you know, so sometimes sometimes you, know, you may have had that little disappointment but when that did happen it was more than worth it
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like I've, I've said, wrestling always seems to. Even though I know wrestling's not one hundred percent real, but no. every time I go down, I I go to Norn Northern Hotel or that. By about not even twenty minutes in, I'm still I'm reeled in. I'm reeled <laughs> in for everything. I'm I'm there for. I, I I believe in. I believe there's an an orange character called Sisto, and that's just that is just what Sisto is. There's no one underneath that mask.
0: There is
1: not. As, and. I'm believing everything, and yeah, I was just, I was, unfortunately, I was sitting next to Mark, so we got to we got to whinge about it. I just felt sorry for for my wife because it was her that she wasn't at the show. She just like was out there pals, and then picked me up, and we drove home. And I just I just banged on about it for half of the car ride home, and I know it was stupid because I'm going, it's 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 the deal. but I'm still
0: going,
1: how could the How could they do this to me?
0: They put put the wee boy through the table, but they said it wasn't a real table. How's that fair? How's that fair? It's a table, it counts, isn't it?
1: Anyway. (laughs) Right, so yeah, that's the final time I'll discuss this on on the podcast, I'm sure, unless someone brings it up and I'll have a big whinge about it, because... When I was, doing, I was doing Vegas one, at one point I did say, I just like being positive. I just want to enjoy wrestling. And then I spent two hours whinging about it. So, <laughs> so, that's, uh, so that's for everyone who hasn't watched it. If it's out at this point, I have no idea, but that, that's what happens. Uh, so Kyle, speaking of Kyle, who wants to get paid now for every name drop because uh, he's appearing everywhere. He's put, <laughs> would you rather? Oh. And death is not an option. Dons win the premiership, but you have to spend a year living with Dave Lowe. Or Don's win and never win another game of football, but Dave Lowe never exists.
0: I mean you would have to assume that everything that's happened in the past wouldn't exist either. So we wouldn't have all these fun, brave heart stories to tell um, if I chose the other one. So I think I could I think I could tolerate. I mean, no, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be like glued to him or handcuffed to him for a year. Surely it's a case of I can go to work. You know, I just have to come home and be like, "All right, fat boy. All right, how you doing? All right, all right. See, yeah, I wasn't going to bury somebody. And immediately, I've I'm just insulted it. I didn't mean that. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. But you no, know, he's, he's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, obviously, Don's have to win a premiership. I'll take that. You know, I would go through. I would go through almost anything um, for Aberdeen to win a league, uh, and if that means a year in the company of. Braveheart and his relentless, never-ending, rowdy Roddy Piper impression, then I guess I'll just have to tolerate it.
1: When, when you go home you'll get to see the massive, uh, the massive canvas print above the mantelpiece of him against Tatanka and you get to, to see all these, these wonderful pictures. I'm sure he's got VHS to Betamaxes, all his matches.
0: Yeah, well the thing is, that's good. He, he can pop that up on one wall and on the other wall, I'll have the big canvas print that I've got um, of me in the middle of the ring in a sold-out ballroom that he's never that, with a crowd that he's never worked that in front of that many paid people before. So, yeah, I could tolerate that. Yeah, me and, ah, me and Braveheart bumping away, best mates, fist bumps every day. One on, heck, come on, Dave. Let's go. Let's go I'm off to work, man.
1: Just don't forget. Without him, there'd be no WrestleZone. There. <laughs> Uh, I'm beating you now. I'm just beating you. I wish
0: I I, I think is I wasn't I wasn't copied in on that met, like the day the night before the first ballroom he's, or the morning of the first ballroom show he sent Damien Scotty, I think William Sterling, Thunder and Johnny Lyons. I think we're all copied in this group message. And he sent them to them. I, I was I'm, I've never been friends with him on Facebook, so I wouldn't have been copied in on it. Um, and he sent that thing to them. Basically, take, just he took all the credit for, for that first ballroom show. The morning of it, you no, know, we've sold we sold it out, worked our balls off, poster in, flyer in, doing everything we possibly can. And then this message comes through where he's just like, really, you no, know, well done because you no, know, just what you used to remember that without you no know, without us uh, me giving you a territory to run. No, I, there wouldn't be There wouldn't be a wrestle zone and it's like oh mate and we just had to have like a little confab and just be like right let's just forget this and then see the tonight at the pub after the show we'll have a really really good chat about this it's like right okay and we all just put it out of our minds because it was like you're not ruining the day and he, that's, what, that's what he was he wanted to ruin the day for us and it was like no nobody just forget about it now and we'll be fine
1: uh well, I mean without him of course uh, I wouldn't be doing this either uh, he's he's also taking credit from for my website which I'm amazed by um right okay so let's let's leave the dave low uh show to goodbye to david well. low cuz you know I'm sure he's just going to be there and he's in his kilt just uh, walking away listening mention his name they're talking uh, about me
0: again look they're talking about me hey eh? i'm over i'm over <laughs>
1: Um, right, let's switch <laughs> subjects entirely then, because we've got a lot of Beatles questions, so we'll just dive into <laughs> those as well. So, speaking of, of uh, WrestleZone head referee and uh, rogue for decisions involving wrestling results, Dennis Law has asked, uh, "What is your favourite
0: Beatles album?" Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give Dennis the answer he's, he's clearly looking for. I think I'd have to say the best of the Beatles.
1: I don't I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. But uh it's, it's, outside it's, of that, is there
0: another out, out, uh outside of that, um the uh, white album. Yeah, definitely the white album. And uh, he's
1: also asked, are wings the band the Beatles could could have been <laughs>
0: he, lo- he loves it. Yeah, like Wings 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 in many in many aspects, wings are better than the Beatles. Um, you know they didn't have the drag factor of John Lennon's self pitying nonsense. Uh, pulling pulling pull Paul McCartney back. So yeah, wings. The wings are just right there.
1: And of course, that classic uh, "Love Take
0: Me Down" to the streets. You know the best song. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> do, you, do you know any wings? Is that wings? I love that. Uh, what, I love that movie. Oh my god! Don't don't get me started because we will just we will just be throwing role models quotes at each other all night.
1: If I had a hot dog, we'd be. I mean, that's sorry. That's people shouldn't see the movie because say that out of context. Just, just. If I had a hot dog, we'd have some fun. Of
0: Um, course, um, every time we watch it, and like my missus loves that movie as well. So, of course, when Ronnie they're decorating the plates, and of course he holds up the plate and it says Martin is gay for robots. Of course, our house just erupts. (laughs) It's like because it's like. Because then Rachel always turns to me and goes, yeah, you are gay for robots, aren't you? <laughs> it's like, thanks very much. <laughs> I love that movie.
1: Oh, man. Um, okay, so we've also got Thunder again. He's back with, with more Beatles questions. Any of you still to hit, st- sorry, any venues still to hit on the Northeast Beatles trail?
0: This is like, this is like the nerdiest, most boring question that you could have possibly asked. Um Basically, because we've done like a couple of venues that the Beatles played either in like 1960 or 1963, and I've been, I was I've been like Paul McCartney stood here, mate. John Lennon, George Harrison, they stood here, stood right in the spot. And I've done it in the, in the particularly in the ballroom. but we've done it the first time we did the ballroom, I was like, "Hey, Paul McCartney stood right here. This is awesome." In like Fraserburgh is another one where the guy, the, the what's it called, the, the hallkeeper. I'd said to him, he goes, oh, uh, the Beatles played here in, like, 1960, didn't he? He goes, yeah, there's, um, like, posters and some stuff up in the loft, but we never really take it out. I'm like, why? Because, like, if you've been if you've been to a show in the Fraser Brook one, haven't you? The, the Dalrymple uh,
1: Bowl. Yeah, bloody stairs, but yeah, I... yeah.
0: And that's that one where, basically, it's a really old building, looks kind of like a church, but they've bolted on this kind of greenhouse on the front that's obviously the new part. Um, and... I said, like, why don't you have all this stuff down? You know, it's like, not criticising Fraser, bro, but there's not a lot here. You know, there are, like, Beatle fans and, you know, you have Beatle conventions and all these kind of, like, nerds, like myself, who would come and be like, oh, this is us. Can we just pop up in stairs and see the stage? Yeah, no problem. Okay, oh, you can get your picture here. Oh, here's a poster for the show from, you know, Johnny Gentle and the Silver Beatles in 1960. But they don't have any of this. It's like, why not? Go. Can you can you get the stuff? He goes, it's up and the No, well, I need to get the ladders out and stuff to get the, get the posters down. And I'm like, maybe next time, maybe next time, mate. So it comes from that. So, but all the ones I've done are like the ballroom, the Dalrymple Hall in Fraserburgh, um, and we did Forest Town Hall for Power Slam and for Power Slam Wrestling and for Wrestle Zone. Um, so there's like still like seven venues I've still to get to, um, like. So it's like I've, I've I've still got quite a few to catch up on. Um, I've, I missed the missed the show in Peterhead. We've only done the Rescue Hall once, and I didn't get to do. I didn't do it. I was away in twenty. We didn't do any shows in twenty twenty, did we? No. Uh, no, he did. Well, he did the Academy. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought we'd lost an entire year, but we haven't lost an entire <laughs> year. Um, so yeah, we we did Peterhead like two weeks before we did the Academy and I missed that one. So that's one I've got to get, which I'll get in it. I'll get soon. But there's other random ones, like places that are gone. Like there's one in Inverness. There's one in... Al-Awa, one in which isn't, what Yeah, one in with One in Elgin, I think, is gone. It was like... What's it called now? Uh, it
1: was Two was Red some, Shoes and yeah. it's now a, a kickboxing
0: It's now, studio. yeah. So it's like two red, sho- two red shoes that was there. There's one in Dingwall, which I, I think if I can... Pers- I can persuade the guys to run Dingwall. I think, you no, know, I was like, we can get up there. Yeah, do a show. Because in Dingwall Town Hall, um, there's Nairn, but I think Nairn, it's like a cinema. That's closed down now, so I'll never get that one. So there's ones I'll just never get near to. Um, but yeah, I think in El- Elgin, I, I, don't know. I'm try- I was trying to think as well. I think the other one was like a weird one, like Bridge of Allen or something. Um, and it's like, it's now like Bridge of Allen Town Hall, which is now Flats. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who runs, I don't know whose who's te- territory, there's that word again, I don't know whose territory Aloha is, Alois is um, I think it's probably W3L or something, so um, if it's the last one on the list that I need to get to, then we're just going to have to do Aloha Town Hall just so I can be like, right, McCartney, right here, right, come on, alright guys, yeah.
1: I think is wide open because the, the company that did run it shouldn't be running when shows yep. come back up, so that's it, Yeah, Aloha started. Um, Dingwall, I, 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 one show in Dingwall I went to, and I don't know how big the crowd was because they dimmed the lights, so I don't think that's a good sign when it comes to the crowd. <laughs> oh,
0: I've never, I've been, I've been to Dingwall once. I've not been up a lot, so I've never been to the venue. Um, the other one, they, We don't, we don't do the venue in Keith. Actually, so the venue they played in Keith is too small. We did look at it, but we wouldn't get, we could either get the ring in or get the crowd in. Not both. Because, um, you no, know, the one we're doing, the one we're doing, Keith has got like a small room and a big room. Um, it's like a really, it's like a nice enough venue. Um, but the place, the place in Keith has got a nice plaque out the front saying, oh, the Silver Beetles played here, blah, 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 blah. So I've seen the plaque. So technically that counts. Um, but I've just never been in it. I might try and, next time we do Keith, which will probably be, well, it'll be next year now. I might give him a knock and see. can you just let me in and I can stand on the stage, please?
1: I love the Keith shows. The Keith ones are—I are, think they're a bit—they're underrated. You always get a, uh, there's always a gem of a match there that yeah. that always kind of pops up. Like, uh, I mean, the the Damien uh, story that ran for like two years before we, we got the Tyler Bate match um, mm-hmm. was just that little moment you had in Keith when when he lost and he was so dejected, and I was like, oh,
0: it's just great. <laughs> that's <laughs> one. That's a thing like we try to do. That you know it would be easy just to be. Like oh we're going to Fraserburgh, we're going to Keith, we're going to wherever, and just be like let's just do randoms, you no know, random matches that have no bearing on anything. Where it's like no, let's do something that kind of will entice people who are regular followers. Because like in in fairness, excuse me, in fairness Keith is a bit of, is a hike from Aberdeen. You know, it's not. It's not you no know, twenty minutes on the bus like when you want to go to maybe Stonehaven or Newton Hill or Ellen's a bit further, but. So Keith's a big hike. It's a commitment if you're from Aberdeen going to come up there for the show. So you try and get, try and do something that sort you of know, will be meaningful and what you know will have a hook that people will want to see. And that's the thing. So the part of the Damien story was you know, you kind of give him more, and it just makes people you no know, you have to say look you, you no know, if you want to see something you're good you have to come and travel and see it. No, it's not going to be it's not going to be just another show. And um, like I really don't like the term like people use the term B-shows. And I'm not a huge fan of it because it's like, well, I understand what you mean, but every show is every show is important and there should be stuff on every show and there is stuff on every show that that matters and that when we go the next time and we're in Aberdeen, something that's happened in Keith or Fraserburgh or Peterhead will have had some bearing on it. And it's not just like we're going to put, you know, we're going to put six matches together and it's like, yeah, that was that. Just forget about it. Because, you know, you want to create while, you're not, while we don't have Monday night television every week, you still have to you want to have threads running through the shows to give people something to hook onto and follow.
1: That's it, and that's why I just, I mean, this this is going to be just me bumming up uh, WrestleZone constantly. But well, I'll uh, yeah, happily it's, listen to that, uh, Keep it coming. But, but it is, it's just, that's, that's why I enjoy going. It's just because there's always it's always there's always something. So if I'm, ones I go to would be Northern Hotel Shows, Average Anarchy Keith usually just cuz just time money travel that's yeah. that's the reasons i go to them but uh, yeah there's always something in every show that just kind of links into the next bit and that's what makes that's what makes going fun that's why you that's why you got a, a group of regular so that go to every show cuz they want to hear the stories they want to know the stories and um and yeah that's it it's just it's just bloody great that's what it I is think,
0: it's just... i think that comes from because because, like, the, the guys that are, you no, know, the, 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 the ones of us that run it are all, you know, of a, of a generation where we grew up with the era of, like, WWF that I like, you know, where it was everybody was different and there was noticeable characters. It's like, and this, this isn't a criticism of any other promotions. I'm not aiming this at anybody at all, but how boring would it be if you went to a show and it was six matches where everybody came out in just black or white trunks, and there was no kind of characters to get to latch onto, you know. It's like there's 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 space for that. You know, there's space for the serious wrestler in just black trunks that doesn't have a character. But you some, you need more where people can hook on. So you have you have the local guy that wears the same colours as the football team and has spiky hair. Of course you do. You have the tag team that that is you know from the the, the 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 bad guys who are arrogant and are you know from the oil capital of at, at Europe and look down on people. No, you have that. You know, you have the cocky guy who has lost heaps of weight, so thinks he's better than you. You know, like like no, and he's inspirational. You have no, you have that, and it, it all fits in. Uh, and that's that's you, know, you have no, you have the you have the two bikers, or well, even though they're not bikers, but you know you, you know you have the rejected who are like no very noticeable and they stand out from each other. And that's what it's that's what I think it is. You know, you have to give people like sort of something different to look at, so you can go all oh, right, okay, you no, know, and immediately you could say oh, well, I liked them, maybe not so keen on them, liked him. Whereas if it was just, no generic, you know, John Doe in black trunks versus John Doe 2 in white trunks, people aren't going to remember, they're going to go, oh, yeah, it was okay. Who was your favourite? The guy in the black trunks. Whereas they'll say, who was your favourite? Oh, the guy that comes out with the, the protein shaker or the guy that had the chain or the guy that was in the blue mask. Something
1: like that. That's the thing. I mean, I, I obviously I, I've I've seen more wrestling than, than my partner, but and I, I've dragged her to many a on show, um, except a rumble, which she's quite happy to come to because everyone loves a rumble. <laughs> but uh, rumble. I've taken her to other shows, and she's not fussed for going back to them because just like it's just the characters, the characters are not for me. They're not really just they're not doing it for me. But whereas WrestleZone, she kind of gets all the characters. She gets why, and. Like I say, she loves the rumble. So she'll. she'll but uh, although she's still haunted by Mr. Malice, uh, is is best <laughs> <It's>, stud.
0: His <laughs> untimely death. Oh, was so good. That noise. That noise will never leave me. Just I've,
1: as soon as Caleb put the video out, I, I I clipped it as soon as possible. So I've now got it on my phone. So it's I can just go. I, I, if she yeah. mentions it, I can just go on my phone and go. what oh, this noise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like if anybody says like no because you, no you'll get the same you know you'll get people be like um, like when I first, no, i've been at my, my current job for quite a while but you, know, you, you start and you get the kind of random things off so they find out oh you're a ring announcer for a wrestling company Aye. and you get random stuff like what's the worst injury you've ever seen blah 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 all this kind of stuff is it is it real okay how fake is it all this kind of stuff you know didn't know who wins didn't know who loses and then but you can then show them that clip and go well if you think it doesn't hurt, here's something for you to see. Here's a guy getting dropped, 12, twelve, twelve? Well, how Caleb? Yeah, probably, probably 12, 12, 13 feet on a, on a wooden floor. Show me how he's supposed to, you know, supposed to learn how to fall on that one. It's like, yeah, there's your answer. No, if you if you want to judge wrestling, fine, because no, no, no problem with that. But don't don't try and tell me that it's not, it doesn't hurt, or it's not serious. Because
1: no, poor Malice. <laughs> he just. Oh, it's just amazing. If 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 anyone's listening or watching to this and they need to see one clip of anything, it's just it's that because it's just incredible. And the fact that he had the ghost of Mister Malice doing the sound desk, uh, Anarchy a couple months later was just amazing in itself. It was, go- it was his force ghost. It was his ghost. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw him,
0: I, was, I, was, I don't know why. Because
1: like again, I'm a grown up. But as soon as I saw him, I went, Oh, it's the ghost of Mr. Malice. No, wait, hang on. He's actually alive. That's, that's an actual human. <laughs> My brain don't went, The ghost
0: of Mr. Malice. It, just, it was one of those things where it was just one of the, I think it was the idea they had where it was like, Just chuck me out. It was like, well, it's like, just, just launch me out. It's like, because Caleb was really new on shows. It's like, Well, what would get you over, you know, to make you look like a, no, I know, and I make you look like a killer that just pick me up like I was a bag of tatties and launched me out onto the floor. Which of course the, of course, the best thing for us as well is like, you know, I, I think you probably know as well, that where he landed was right in front of his mum and dad. <laughs> his mum and dad come along, his mum and dad are lovely, lovely people. It's like they yap away all the time. And it was, uh, <laughs> but they just didn't see, it was like, oh, that's my, well, okay. Like, well. didn't, there was no, oh, my wee boy, are you okay? It was just like, oh, well, okay.
1: Where we were sat, um, it happened, and we're like, Jesus Christ. And then the boy next to us went, That's my brother. It was Caleb's brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we were just like, um, just yeah, in awe of this moment. Um, oh, God. I'll never leave my mind. Um, I, I never want to see it again in real life, but just that moment was just wonderful.
0: And after, and after that, the thing as well. After that, is there was no doubt that Caleb was a, Caleb was like a star, mm-hmm. in, for WrestleZone because like, oh, okay, it's like you no, know, Malice doesn't win a lot of matches, but to have a flashy elimination like that, it's like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. And but that's what you can. That's what we, you, you can do with the Rumble, is so you can give people moments like that that are new, and people will go, I remember that. Oh yeah,
1: that's about that's him. You had the corner one as well. Oh, um, you had corner with that. You
0: had. Um, Caden um, Garrick when he basically cut Aspen Faith in half with a spear, which was one of his first ones. So it's just things like that. It's like and it's you no know, if you don't remember you no. Know, a lot of people maybe just remember oh the st- I remember the start and I remember that Crusher or Scotty or Damian or Sean Johnson or whoever won. But then it's like they'll remember that something they'll remember something. It's like well if you give him that big moment to remember, they'll go I remember that guy yeah. I, the guy with the spear, I remember him, or you know, the, the, the young guy with the blonde hair, yeah, it was awesome. He eliminated Crusher. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and also, uh, Thunder's last question was best copy stop.
0: Oh, best copy See So, you know, this is a, this is a, that's a tough one. Because I, lo- I love an ice cream. Um, I really love an ice cream. I'd have to say Cullen. We don't, and we don't do Cullen very much. Um, just because the town, well, the town hall uh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't very busy and when we went up there like every, the hotel and everything was closed there was basically nothing in the town other than a restaurant and a paper shop so I haven't been back but yeah there's like a really good ice cream shop in Cullen um, that we went to and then was very luckily um, Dennis Law got married in Cullen a couple of years back so on our way, on our way from the wedding it was on the beach to where the reception was we managed to pass through the centre of Cullen so we didn't manage to stop, stop for a cheeky cafe um, which was really good. Um, and then we got one the next day as well. But the best thing was, I don't know, you, you'll know, you're from up that way, so you'll know as well. Um, for, for all that, this is like really boring for people that are maybe like south of Aberdeen listening to, because we're talking about really nice ice cream shops. But there's a really good one in, there's like a place in, I think it's Port Soy. I really mention good.
1: Port Soy. yeah.
0: Because <laughs> we obviously <always, laughs> I was, was me and my partner and Mr. P and his partner. And we were, so we we're coming up. I was like, oh, we'll go get an ice, we'll go get an ice cream from the colour ice cream shop. It's really good. You'll love it, blah, blah, So I had that. And then we went to the reception for the wedding and for the puddings, what they had was they had like this, like, what they called, like a barrow. You know, like one of these stalls, like fancy, like, you know, like sometimes at weddings you get like sweet, sweetie barrows and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and I had one like, that I never got any sweets. of it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, he had, they had one where the people that run the port soy ice cream shop turned up with all these different flavours of ice cream and stuff. It was like, this is amazing. I'm like... I'm like the Mister P. I've already had ice cream today. I'm getting ice cream twice in a day. This is the best day ever. It's like I love Denzel so much. No, I remember
1: I had uh, one of those for my wedding. Not ice cream, but it was just like sweet bar kind of thing. Yeah. Did I get any? Did I? I got nothing. <laughs> I was seeing all these 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 grown adults. This is supposed to be for the kids. There was like maybe five kids there. This is kind of their thing. I see grown adults with bulging bulging uh, bags of sweets just sneaking
0: yeah. past me and i'm going i at least leave me one yeah it's like people yeah <laughs> well the thing is, you know that yourself is like you put like i know you put a, a bag of flumps in front of an adult a couple of adults and they're going to disappear in two seconds it's like oh we've fl- got flumps and space raiders and whatever all this kind of stuff and it's like oh i've not had these for 20 years i love these and next thing you know there's nothing left
1: yeah I was, that was that was that was only we were supposed to have that or a cheese bar thing we thought no we'll get sweets because that's more fun And uh, i wish i kind of wish i had cheese now But um <laughs> for our day uh so the last thing i've got from this particular page of notes is just two words from dennis law which is bacon roll <laughs>
0: uh, um, well he, this, the, the cat's out the bag with, with dennis anyway so everybody knows he's vegetarian I think everybody was just vegetarian. Um, you do, you do. You do. Did you not know that? Oh, I did. Yeah, because yeah,
1: cause it, yeah. I, I had to bring it up in our in our chat, which is very unlike a, a vegetarian thing to do. So
0: yeah, it's like yeah. so. Um, he we <laughs> we were at the ballroom, the ballroom the year. We had Santino over, and the van was running late getting to the venue. So we're we're in there. We get in the night before. Pretty much everything was set up. Most of the chairs, other than, you know, we had, we're waiting for the cage to arrive and we were waiting for uh, the ring to arrive. So we're just kind of hanging about, dosing about. And big Lewis, security Lewis, turned up and he'd been at McDonald's. So we're all hanging about, just sitting, like, you know, shooting the shit and all that kind of stuff. And Lewis has got, like, you know, he bought he bought extra because he's a nice guy. He, bought, he goes, oh, does anybody want a bacon roll? And I'm like, no, I'm all right, man, I'm fine. I've had something before I came out, I'm fine. And he's like, anybody, 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 or oh, will somebody take this bacon roll? And then, and he just launches this bacon roll at Dennis. And Dennis like, kind of like, you know, when like somebody, want, you see somebody who wants to catch something but also doesn't want to catch something, because he's like, no, not that, not that he's one of these. Like, oh my god, I can't touch the meat. I'm so disgusted. But it was just that. And of course, but at that point, nobody really knew. Like I knew he was a veggie because we've been. We'd been, at one, we'd been at someone's stagger um, not, not long before that. And nobody had really noticed, but we'd been at, like, we'd been at the stagger. And we'd been in Pizza Express to have food, and he had a veggie option. He was in the, the next morning before we got the train home. He was in, like, smooths, and he had the vegetarian breakfast. But nobody clicked because nobody was like, oh, you're just having the vegetarian breakfast, are you, Dennis? Did nobody notice? No, okay, fine. And then, so there's just, there's him just with, this, with this bacon roll in his hands. Like and in his in, in his very polite way, he's like, no, I'm okay. I don't really want this. Um, does anybody want to take it? And he just like pops it down in a seat and leaves it. <laughs> it was so good. But <laughs> it's just Lewis being Lewis being nice because like, oh I'll, I'll just I'll buy a couple of extra bits so some for somebody, you know, see who wants it. And because no, and then nobody wanted it. So i like, there you go, Denzel, just take this thing, won't you? Chuck. He's like, oh, it's like you know that picture of the guy like going to catch the water balloon. Know that meme?
1: Uh, yeah, pro- yeah, probably. i It's that
0: meme with the guy with the water balloon. It was exactly like that.
1: Uh, I'm still running through questions. We're now on the second page of them. So uh, I'm very aware that we've we've been on for quite a while. So we'll run All through right. these questions. I'll ask for one more Power Slam story, and then we'll we'll uh, kind of wrap up because oh, I've still got my stupid questions to ask. So we'll get them in as well. Uh, Tell what? Uh, of course, big fan of the show. Uh, he's asked, "Have you seen other fan signs for yourself, or is he the only one?"
0: He's the only one that's made an "I love Clunes" sign, which um, I do love. No, I do love kind of digging that up now and again, um, just because it's funny. Because you no, know, it was it was it was awesome. To, it was awesome because to get the photo with him as well. Um, but the only other sign that somebody's made for me was um, Hannah. Uh, oh, I can't remember her last name. I just know it. Hannah. has it, Rose? Hannah Rose? Yeah, she comes. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. She comes to the show. Um, but she, she made a sign that's got the microphone on it, but it's a microphone. It looks a little bit suggestive. Um, and it's like, and she should make should. I think it's when Chris had like called me like the vocal beast from the northeast and so she put that, she wrote that on it as well and it was like, and she was like, I made this sign and so I had the sign during the show, at the end of the show it's like, here you go, you can have this, I'm like, oh thanks very much and it's just like, I had to say to the guys, like, this vocal beast thing is not happening, like, what, what do you mean it goes, look not having people nick- nicknaming me as beast that, that came back it's to bite that- you last year
1: <laughs> and the last one I've got is, is Scott Scott is back um again you've frozen a little bit. I'm hoping that it'll just kick in again. Um what was the highlight of running the b towns and why was it wimpy?
0: Oh, yeah. Who doesn't well, there's only one wimpy in the northeast nowadays. Um we used to the be- the best thing about the show in Peterhead was obviously the wimpy and the slot bang in the center of Peterhead. When we go back to Fraserborough, you know, uh I can't wait to go back to Fraserburgh just to get a wimpy. If uh, we were always usually quite used to be quite lucky. Because myself and Dennis, obviously, when the, like the Grand Nationals on, we always, it always tended to be the same day as we were on Fraser. So we'd be able to get a Wimpy. But I would get a Wimpy, obviously, Dennis couldn't. So we'd get up there and get a Wimpy. But then also, it's like, right, the Grand Nationals on. We're just going to nip out. Do um, you know there's only three in Scotland now? I've, I've never been to one. You've never been to a Wimpy? Oh, my God. No. You need to go, there's one in Fraserburgh. I think there's one in Dingwall, which is re- another reason why I need to hit that on the Beatles tour. So there, I think there's one in Fraserburgh, one in Dingwall, and there's one somewhere down like Kilmarnock Way or something, which is a bit of a hike, obviously. We're not going to run Kilmarnock. But yeah, so Fraserburgh and Dingwall are on the, on the on the radar just so I can get a Wimpy, because I absolutely love a Wimpy.
1: Um, so I'll get my stupid questions in, and uh, the... the... <laughs> I hate Zoom. It started cutting out again, so we're going to try and get these in. Hopefully, get a. a I haven't been asked about you doing your own podcast, uh, the, the AFC one, um, or or anything about Guns and Roses, but I'm sure that will be brought up in a future mosh pit or a part two yeah. if we can get it done. You, you
0: don't. You don't need me banging on for another forty five minutes about Guns and Roses. I assure you. <laughs>
1: That's fine. If, if anyone's got any questions about Guns N' Roses, just direct it straight to Martin directly on Twitter. I'm sure he'll answer any of them but you have. Biggest,
0: b- biggest Guns N' Roses fan in Scottish wrestling. I won't be accepting any questions on that one. I simply am.
1: So our questions. We have our first one is, what's your favorite dinosaur? Uh,
0: is it is it a Pachycephalosaurus? Is that the one with the big thing on its the big plate on its forehead? What's that one?
1: Uh, as the sound cut out a very awkward bit. Um I don't um, know. I, Hang think on. It's a, it's a, I think it's a I think it's a Pachycephalosaurus. That sounds better. It missed the cephalus better. Well uh, cool. and uh, what what we in a fight, two sheep or one cow. Two sheep. Is that just the, the, the Don's fan coming through? So just Uh I
0: think the cow would probably the cow would probably be distracted by one of them, so um yeah you- Two against one, it will be fine, unless it's really little sheep. Are we talking about adult sheep or?
1: That's that's up to yourself to decide. I, I've just does the question. I'm much like so. I just read out the question. You can decide from that point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll go for two sheep.
1: I like how uh, anyone who picks sheep just goes how organized sheep are. They're going, oh, they'll distract and and, and uh, all the all the they'll uh, team up and. It's like, I mean, I I pick sheep anyway, but yeah. it was, it's just. I think I think I would love to get an Air power slam story in, but yeah, it it looks like Zoom has decided to die. So we'll we'll just uh, wrap up there with with a good. <laughs> We'll get a part two in, in, in season four, yeah, no I'm sure. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try and get yourself and Scotty on for a, a joint one because I think I've, had, I've, 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 I've now speaking to Scotty for seven hours in total over podcasts-ish. So I think next time I get him on, I'm going to have to have someone else to field some questions between yeah. other people. Uh, maybe maybe like, do a mixer.
0: It, it ha- yeah, it happens. I mean, the, the ones obviously, the mosh pit ones I've done, like the one I did by myself, I don't know where the time went it was three hours where did the, it it felt like 20 minutes and then it was just like oh and um, vega was like that's oh, been like three hours so we better wrap this up I'm like jesus three hours okay and then the quiz was like three hours and then we've with no spoiler there's another we've done another mixer one that was on as well and that was that was about two and a half hours it's like I um, uh, and before
1: we wrap up then, have you got your trophy yet?
0: I have not got the trophy yet. Um, no people's watch for to the trophy. Uh, so the Sean Michael has to wait.
1: Baseball.
0: Right, uh, okay, so... Honestly, um, I'd pro- I'd t- I'd, yeah, I promised him I would send him a picture of me posing like Mike Shawn michaels did with the playgirl with the ball oh. for playgirl so
1: yeah when when i did my my prize brent carter did that it was it was a it was a choice uh <laughs> that he tried in public
0: <laughs> oh well I, I, maybe i don't think maybe i don't think i'll do it in, i'll send it in public i'll maybe send it in the private chat to the lads um because i don't really think they want to be seeing a pasty hairy ring announcer <laughs> With, with a, with a piece, of, piece of wood and a can of beer covering his privates.
1: Uh, so as soon as it went out and, and Kelly Sarch went, well, you're not getting that back because that's not coming back in the house uh, the, with the belt around his area. Um, anyway, right. So where can people find you on social media if they want to ask you any Guns <laughs> N' Roses questions?
0: I am originally at martingnr on Twitter. That's M-A-R-T-Y-N-G-N-R. Um, I think they're the same on Instagram. Um, and because I'm a ring announcer, I do not have a Facebook fan page because ring announcers shouldn't be celebrities.
1: I mean, if you, if you say so, I mean, people make fan signs for you, so I think you already are a celebrity. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me today, even though we've, we've had an absolute nightmare with technology, but I'm sure people will listen and, and at least yeah, they'll, they'll get it. They'll get the stories. They'll be free. Get something. It's like so all good. <laughs>